Hey, welcome back to the Field Trip Podcast. Joining me for part two of the best movie opening scenes. It's Gavin Eddings. Hey, what's going on, Brent? Glad to be back. I'm just, there are so many movies out there that have good openings. We're just going to, you're exclusively a movie opening podcast. Now, any movie we see, whether it's bad or good, we'll be like, what a great opening. Can That's you true. believe? Yeah. Like, and we turn off the mics and I was, uh, of course, I, I posed the question on Twitter. What's the best movie openings? And after, you know, we, we did the first episode and then I'm looking at the list. I'm like, there are so many more that we could talk about. And this has been a great way for me to see uh, one twelfth of a movie that I've never seen. <laughs> like before this list, there was, I had never, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but before this, I love musicals, but there's a musical on here that I had never seen. I haven't either. And after watching it, I probably won't watch the rest of it. But I didn't I, I didn't know it was the opening. I had no idea. Yeah, but I knew the scene. That's the thing is I, you know, that's so it's an iconic. We'll get to it. OK, yes. Um, let's let's do some plugs, Gavin. What do you got going on? And then we'll get into our topic. All right. My name is Gavin. I have a YouTube channel called Gavin Loves a Horror. I'm also a stand up comedian. I'm also I also perform stand up. So if you would like to know any stand up dates coming up, you can follow me on Facebook at Gavin Eddings. Of course, the horror YouTube is going to be Gavin Loves Horror. I'll be performing in uh, Newburgh, Indiana on March the 12th at Jennings uh, Station Public House. Should be a lot of fun. Tickets are on sale for that now. I'm with uh, Keith McGill and Danny Browning. If you're in the mid Midwest, you know those names very well. They are very, very funny. Yeah, uh, I like but... both those guys. And I did a prison show with uh, Keith McGill. So yeah, we, we bonded quickly. So <laughs> Because you got in, you, you were incarcerated slightly thereafter. And then for some reason, they put you together in the same bunk. So I did. Some, and I was actually at the prison show. It was the talent show. I was already incarcerated. So. <laughs> you were trying to get out. You're like, if I if I yeah. get first prize, I get paroled. Yeah, they knocked some time off your sentence. If <laughs> you get first prize so it's, it's, it's the saddest suicide squad <laughs> <laughs> we're all gunning for uh the top spot and then the guy who won actually just did haywood banks's toast so <laughs> but he drummed with shivs the whole yeah, time yeah. which <laughs> they wouldn't let him have forks so it was sharp with toothbrushes <laughs> at one of my high school talent shows the the a guy won most original by playing haywood banks's toast what is with that? Because in my eighth grade, uh, 2001, somebody did Hey Toast as well for our talent show. Yeah. And they got like a standing ovation. I had no idea what it was or who did it until mm -hmm. I performed with Haywood Banks. Yeah. Uh, many, many years later. And I was like, did you steal that from a guy in my eighth grade talent, my talent show? show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So were you, you, were you at if, Holy Redeemer? Were you, you there? You stole if you're, Craig's bit. <laughs> that's, hey, man, I can't believe you took his bit and took it on the road. But if you've never seen Haywood Banks, he's a funny comic, but he's just got a song called Toast. That's all you need to know. Go Google it. Uh, but that one most original was a cover. Of <laughs> somebody saw. I'm not bitter about it. Uh, so Gavin loves horror. Anything else going on? Not really. Just okay. uh, just enjoying life right now. Doing stand up. Uh, working on horror stuff. Watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We had some fun conversations about that. That's true. I uh, so did you do a review of that yet on your channel? I haven't done a review of it yet. I'm actually going to uh, it'll probably be up by the time this gets put out. Okay. Um, but I'm not actually going to do a review of it. I'm instead going to look at the overall. I've seen a lot of weird reactions to the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre where people are just saying well it's a slasher what more do you expect and i by no means hated it i thought it could have been way better mm -hmm. but i just want to look at how there's this lowered expectation for slashers and i think that we should expect more as, as horror fans like just because thing has leatherface in it duh, duh, doesn't mean it can't be an actually good movie mm -hmm. well so. and i also you have to love uh nothing like fans of something to ru really ruin something like either <laughs> whether you love it or hate it you're you just scroll through stuff that you love and you're just just the hate for something that you just like uh like star wars fans i'm not a star wars guy i like the thing but so many like oh they could have done better just enjoy the thing man every I don't know. every every fandom i have like and I've, I've got some niche fandoms like horror is a big one for me obviously uh i love professional wrestling i like star wars and it's like 
I hate everybody else who likes this thing yeah. that I love so much. It's like, okay, the, this movie was fine. Um, I did do a fun video that I, I will plug where I talked about, I went on Amazon and found the best one-star reviews of classic horror movies. So okay. I talked about like uh, one-star reviews of like The Exorcist and Alien. And mm-hmm. so if you want to laugh, um, I'm pretty proud of, the, proud of that video. So that's, check that and out that's a great sure. unique take that uh, yeah. probably Haywood Banks has done, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I stole it from Haywood Banks. I also do the one-star reviews of toast on Amazon as well. <laughs> well, uh, last episode, we touched on this one. It was such a, I just ran out of time talking about this because it's a 25 minute intro. And I watched it today was uh, I've seen this movie, but rewatching it blown away. And it did not feel like 25 minutes, but saving private Ryan. Such a good opening that I have not watched for many years. Um, I did not rewatch it for this, but I remember it so mm-hmm. well. Just the carnage, the the desperation, the the intensity, and just that that nervous tension of the of the U boat slowly getting up. Um, they're probably not U boats. I don't know what kind of boats they are, but they are okay. army boats mm-hmm. getting up there on the beaches of Normandy, and you know what's going to happen. You didn't know it's going to happen, but in 1997, it wasn't played to death in video games. It wasn't in every movie. Yeah, Medal of Honor or whatever. I remember playing that level. I don't even know what video game it was anymore. It's, it's all of them. Call of Duty has it, Medal okay. of Honor. I think Medal of Honor Allied Assault actually was, was the first one, I believe, to okay. have you storm Normandy. But just the, uh, I can't imagine. Watching war stuff just makes me convinced that I couldn't be a bigger coward oh absolutely Mm-mm. they just lower a gate and they're like all right let's storm and then just machine guns go off <laughs> and just people are dropping i'm like oh my god like, like people weren't even off the boat no. you didn't get off the boat. <laughs> you're getting shot on the boat like, you went through basic training you went through these weeks of hell with people yelling at you getting you in the best physical shape possible for you to get shot on the boat yeah and it's it's not funny, but it just like it is like you're just like open the gate like, and then they're like jump over the side and then dudes are just getting shot in the water. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like and I I took a, in college a, a, like it was a spring term class, which is a three week class focused hyper focused on uh, one topic. And it was civil war in film. So many. We just watched movies and wrote papers about it. But just so many scenes of a guy here, bite this, drink this whiskey, bite this rag and let's cut your arm off. And I was like, <laughs> I'm, I couldn't be more anti-slavery, but I'm like, God damn. <laughs> be like, I just took a musket ball yeah. and it's getting infected. Yeah. How much do I stand for this cause? Yeah, like if you just, if you just got shot at all, you're just, you're just dead. You're dead, you know, like <laughs> you're like it hit my foot. Well, guess what? It is now it is now infected and yeah. you are dying. Bite this rag. <laughs> Bite this rag. Let's, let's pour some fire on it. Oh, God. But yeah, just that just saving private Ryan. There's so many scenes in it where they're like it, it's it does such a great thing. I don't know what you would call it, but it's a setup where like uh Tom Hanks is talking to a guy and he's like, he's the guy on the phone trying to relay to other commanders or whatever. And he's like, tell him this. And then he'll turn away and then turn back, tell him this. And then he turns back and the guy's face is just gone. Just, <laughs> or like a, but a did soldier, he tell him? I, but did yeah, he tell him? <laughs> or a guy like dragging his friend and then he turns around and there's, there's just a torso where it's like he had legs two seconds ago. But I don't know what you would even like a setup where it's like, oh, he has legs and then he turns around. There's no legs just dragging around like bodies floating. Just such a grim thing when you're <laughs> and it's just like, man, I, I could never do that. And it just gets quiet and you just hear people screaming. You're like, this is terrifying. Yeah, the, the guy's like, mama. And I like <laughs> it was just like I started laughing because like it's not funny. <laughs> But it was also like, who did you root gosh. for in World War? Who are you? Who, who did you root for? Uh, the Germans, pretty much the Germans. Uh, not Hitler, but the rest of them. You know, Hitler's a there, bad man. There were some good people on both sides. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, was just like so, like one of those nervous laughs where I was just like, my God, that hap- that has to happen. Just crying out for your mom. You're a grown man. You got no legs. Just on the beach. 
<laughs> I think it been cra- I think it would have been a really good. <laughs> it would have been a good artistic choice if Steven Spielberg would have had his mother come to the beach and then put <laughs> his legs back on and be like, "That's all you had to do was call for your mama, and she'll come put your legs back on." There you go, losing <laughs> your legs again. <laughs> those those were my baby legs. <laughs> guy getting last rights on the beach and then it's all over they've they've stormed the beach they've won this battle and then like a guy's all cocky and they just immediately starts crying like <laughs> just and you in hindsight you're like how many how many soldiers had to go through life with ptsd without actually acknowledging that was ptsd because they'd be like yeah oh, my yeah. dad's an alcoholic he's an <laughs> asshole but then you're like you cut to Oh, he saw his friend's legs getting blown off. And you're like, that makes total sense. You Wait, know, I would drink as well if <laughs> legs were blown off near me or around me. Yeah, because back in the day, you don't go to therapy. You, they, they don't give therapy to people now, like especially <laughs> veterans. They don't give a shit about that, you know, but yeah, uh, we're, we're uh, taking a stand here. We need yeah. better mental health treatment for our veterans. It's Steven Spielberg on the blower over. I don't. I, he directed that, right? I, <laughs> I should look that up. Okay, <laughs> he did. It's one of his most fam- famous works. And that's. I thought that watching it, but I was like, I got a lot of intros to watch. So it was Mike. It was Michael Bay, actually. It okay, was, that explains those, the big robots. All, all the lens flares for every leg that was being shot off. Yep. I, okay. Yeah, I see it now. I definitely. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, I don't know, like. It felt like it was like it's a 25 minute movie within this movie. Yeah. And then uh, there's like two and a half hours left. Yeah. that And the, it, I've, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but if it, if it's ex, as exhilarating as the first 25, I'll rewatch that all day long. It's great. All I, the, the one scene I remember is Tom, I can't, is it Tom Hanks or Matt Damon who raises the pistol to shoot at the tank? as like a last desperation and that's when like the air troops come and blow up the tank it's like he sh- and the first time i saw it I was like did he shoot a tank with a pistol and it blew up that is cool what kind of rounds did he have in that and i'm not even like a war movie guy like that's some that's a genre for people you know yes um but yeah and i i just like tom, tom hanks is just a charismatic every man I'm not it's telling so you anything that nobody doesn't know about Tom Hanks, you know? I, I, you know, I don't think a lot of people respect Tom Hanks. I think you're really breaking some new ground on here. He's like, such a heel this? and a turd of a human being. <laughs> Have you seen this Tom Hanks fellow? He's a little he's a little unknown actor. He was patient zero for COVID. He was typhoid <laughs> Mary for COVID. <laughs> uh, love well, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Um, glad, I, glad I watched that, uh, despite the horrific imagery. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way we watch horror for fun late at night, murder yeah. shows, all kinds of shit. But they're like, this war's getting real. This happened to people. Yeah, you're like, oh, my grandpa was there. No, maybe not there, but yeah, in the war. So mm-hmm. uh let's jump from one war and military movie to another. Um, full metal jacket. Have I don't I gave you a list to watch. I don't know if you yes, got to all I of did, them. So I did watch Full Metal Jacket, and, and I've actually seen Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Arlie Ermey makes it if i didn't want to go to the army before saving private ryan after watching harley ermy yell at people mm-hmm. for a good seven minutes in this i'm like i i would just i would cry immediately <laughs> like yeah. i get i get a youtube comment that will hurt my feelings and i will stew on it for days yeah yeah just and uh, he was a former marine so that's why he was good at that yeah um, he, he had done that job and like I read like 60% of the dialogue was improvised by him. Yeah. And, but then like, then you would just watch him host a military show on the history channel. Yeah. And you're like, okay. (laughs) Or be in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And you're like, yeah, this guy sucks. And is a piece of shit. Yeah. What a, I just rewatched the, or part of the 2003 remake after watching, you know, the one we just talked about. mm -hmm. And I was like, man, they couldn't have cast this dude any better. Just what a shit person. Just, just grabbing boobs you know. of a dead girl, just just a terrible, terrible person. Yeah. But he is so good in that movie, and just how the take is, how it's shot. I'm not a huge Stanley Kubrick fan. I think mm-hmm. he, I, I think he was abusive to his actors to the point of it not being productive. 
Um, yeah. Well, that's but, why I've made you record this podcast four or five times already <laughs> to get it <laughs> fucking right. You want to get it? Uh, I'm also chain smoking like Shelly Duvall right, right now. And it's like, I'm just shaking the, like... the, the ashes to my fingers. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes, Mr. Tahune, I would love to do your podcast. I didn't say I was going to hurt you. I just said I was going to bash your fucking brains in. That's all I said. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Stanley Kubrick has some good movies. I really enjoy Full Metal jacket i think that's a really mm-hmm. great movie and he he gets real authentic performances but just arlie army going up and down the aisle just racial slurs and just all of them he says all of them yeah at yeah most of at like the same person yeah it's just what a, you can't be all those things yeah. <laughs> but th- then also i get the feeling like i don't think he's racist i just said he was i I think he's just saying it for shock value, you know. Yeah, he like, said that he doesn't care if you're this, this, or a this, blankety, this, blankety, this, blankety, this. blankety, blank, you know. Yeah. So it's like, oh, maybe that's the true wokeness. That's true. World. Well, yeah. and my my brother was in the Marines. Thanks for bringing him up. And yeah. I just heard stories of you 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 learn that a, a boot camp, and I don't know the psychology of it, but it seems like what a what a three month course of brainwash. to like you know you're you are the core the core is you like and i'm not saying my brother was this way but you just that's how you have to program soldiers to 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 have the gate drop and you run on the beach like you can't like you you can't say no (laughs) i know but you also have to be willing to do that you know you gotta get on the boat yeah one of my one of my favorite phrases that my brother told me that they would say was they would the drill sergeants would get in your face and they'd be like, are you, I fucking me Terhune? Are you, I fucking me? Like, just that's a phrase that I like, just so funny. You, I fucking me, but uh, you're like, maybe I don't, I, know I don't I know. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, just a, a great opening scene. And I love the, I have to rewatch that movie. I've, I've seen it once re- within the past couple of years. And uh, I love the first half of that movie. I'd have to rewatch it all. Yeah, the, to... the, it, it's, it's really two movies because there's the, the first half up until Private Pyle mm-hmm. uh, falls in love with his gun. <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio. Um, I also remember, don't they beat him with soap? Uh, yeah, with th- like so- maybe <laughs> they put gets... it in a sock. That's a yes. present thing, too, is yeah, sock full gets... of soap. Yeah, uh, but then after Private Pile does, does what Private Pile does, it's like a whole other movie where it's like not not as interesting. It's it's just not super. It's a I, war movie. Like uh, to me, yeah. the the basic training shit was more interesting, but it's more self contained. Um, and then another war movie. I've never seen this movie, so I again, this is a great exercise in watching the first one twelfth of a movie, but Apocalypse Now. And I know that's crazy for people to hear me like you've never seen apocalypse now i just haven't not yet i have i haven't either i don't have 15 hours to watch this marlon brando yeah. masterpiece but I've, I've i've heard it's very good i did not watch the opening scene for this okay what is the what what is the opening scene it's set uh again and i don't know how you felt because i watch all these on youtube and i type in blank opening scene <laughs> yes, and then same. then i have to trust that what pops up is the opening <laughs> scene That's for a I, movie that i've never seen i was i was googling like is this really the opening scene yeah. i don't want people who listen to the podcast be like that's like 30 minutes in dude it's yeah like, uh because i have uh, one of them that will get to here is goodfellas and i okay. watched what, what was called opening scene and then i was like no that went too far to the open so it yeah. yeah that's the thing where i was like i think that's the opening scene uh so <laughs> it's set to the doors this is the end and it's you know flashbacks to uh vietnam and then uh, martin sheen and like i don't know if it's a hotel room but like he's le- he's left the jungle but then was still in the jungle when he was back home and got divorced from his wife and is back like waiting to go back into the jungle clearly mm-hmm. just psychologically messed up so mm-hmm. i i need to see the whole movie and i get so it's like we're, we're a bunch of fake experts on this stuff <laughs> so it was like i think that was the opening but yeah i, I need to watch that again what's funny is we set ourselves up for failure we could have just not talked about it i know but here, but here but, we are just like we're like yeah, we find we, we kind of half-assed it. We just kind of <laughs> <laughs> we well, googled it. We think that's the opening scene. There was <laughs> well the what the best it was opening animated, scenes right? the movies. Yeah, <laughs> it, was it was animated. It was animated, and 
And it was also, it was, I think I watched the beginning of the Simpsons movie now that I think about it. So uh, that's, I think that's the war movies that we, that people said to watch it. Here's one that I didn't even tell you about, but I meant to talk about last time was the lion King. Uh, and I like, I, and we, this is, we could talk about this briefly, but just the, it's like the opening to, it was like Africa opened for business. All the animals come out. They're like, <laughs> like they came out as the sun comes up. I thought it was, it's a great opening. And I, I like the movie. It, Haven't it tells seen a story, it. Tells a story. Doesn't say a word. Yeah. And Africa opens for business. You watch all the antelopes like, well, time to get up and pay our respects to the person that's going to eat us later. Time to make the donuts. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like it. And it's, you know, it's again, that's uh, such a, I guess an iconic thing of the the baboon holding up Simba. And, Everybody holds uh, babies like that. Yeah, I do too. You know, Michael Jackson does it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's again. I, I if you talk about opening scenes, that's one. And uh, I didn't. You've seen it. I think most people have seen it. But uh, yeah, nothing to say. Then I enjoyed it. And it, 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 opening scenes are so like improved when the soundtrack is great. It could be a great, it could be a good opening scene and it's made great by whatever music's playing. Yep. That's it. That's exactly it. it. I nailed it. I I'm actually reading the lyrics right now. I would love to see the beginning of Lion King, but it's, this is the end. My, (laughs) like this, just the doors over. (laughs) Let's switch the soundtracks and see. You know what would be really good? Uh, Johnny Cash's Hurt. I, I wear this crown of thorns. <laughs> Where what have I become? <laughs> uh, wh- which one do you want to want to jump jump to next? Uh, well, I mentioned it. Let's talk about uh, let let's get into mafia here for a little. Okay, bit. let let's get into our mafia portion. So I've seen Goodfellas, mm-hmm. love Goodfellas, love all the Martin Scorsese uh mafia epics I, so i looked up goodfellas opening scene i own the blu-ray didn't want to put it in too of lazy course. to do that yeah, yeah. too too lazy so i said opening scene and it cuts to the the first one i watched was ray Liotta going for as long as i remember i've always wanted to be a gangster goodfellas mm-hmm. and then it, him he's like looking out the window watching like all the mobsters pull up and stuff like that and then i was like well this doesn't i feel like i came in too late so the actual opening scene is when they're driving in the car it's danny devito uh robert de niro ray Liotta driving a car and they're like sitting there you can tell they've done some bad shit mm-hmm. and you you hear somebody in the trunk start banging just banging on it there's somebody in this trunk so Phil leotardo pull- which it's not Phil, but that he's from the Sopranos. Uh, Everybody who's in Sopranos is also in Goodfellas. That's true. It, it's yep. their same characters in my mind. So Phil <laughs> Leotardo does die, does come back. Get your fucking shine box. <laughs> so they pull over and I think it, they, they're like, we're readying a shovel to like open it up. They open up the trunk. There's a guy still in there. He's not dead. And then Danny DeVito just, Danny DeVito, Joe Pesci. Sorry, Joe Pesci. <laughs> I don't, Joe when, Pesci. when you said Danny DeVito in my head, I'm like, I don't think that's right, but I'm also trying to listen to Gavin. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, the most small. Did I not watch the right opening scene? Because <laughs> Danny DeVito was, this was an always sunny episode. I was, I I was going to say, I, I think you were, because you said that and I was like, in my head, I'm like, I don't think that's right. But I, I also wanted to be an attentive host of the show and listen. Joe Pesci and so, Macaulay so then, Culkin was there. Was it so Macaulay then, Culkin in the trunk? It was. He's like, your freaking fragging. So then Joe Pesci just stabs the shit out of this guy. And they're like, oh, you're still alive. I huh? just fucking died. Like, mm-hmm. And then Robert Daniel just shoots him like three times to make sure it's like this poor man. Oh, if you're in the trunk, just shut up. Don't make noise. Just, just like fake, fake it. Yeah. Fake dying until you're until you can get a shovel. But then and then it cuts to for as long as I remember, I've always wanted to be a gangster. Mm-hmm. So that's the real opening scene that I watched on my second try. Yeah. Well, and then it cuts back later in the movie. I remember I had this DVD and it was one where you had to flip the DVD to get the second like the second part of the movie 
you had to flip it like a record. <laughs> uh, and I was because I had never seen it the first time and I was watching it on DVD and I was like, hold on. Did it just end? What happened? <laughs> was this the Sopranos ending for this? One? <laughs> Is that and where I can't got the ending from? I uh, yeah, I think that's what they and like I again back to that Civil War in film class. I there was like a, it was a two part DVD of Gone with the Wind. And I accidentally watched the first, the second part first. <laughs> and I was like, I, man, this jumped into crazy stuff. Like, <laughs> Did you, you watched it like the guy in Memento. You're yeah. like, I don't have any short term memory. I'm just yeah. here now and gone <laughs> with the wind. And I'm, I'm trying to think the gone with the wind. What is the runtime on that movie? Cause it's, it's not short. It's four hours. So I watched a two hour <laughs> thing and then was like, oh, this makes all the sense. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> so what did you when you saw the credits where you're like, I bet this other disc is just the post credits. Yeah, yeah. I did I didn't it was probably like one of those DVDs where it was just silver and then the title was in in small <laughs> yeah. print around the little hole. And uh yeah, so Again, that's that's why I was like, is this the real opening scene to this movie? Because I've never seen it. So I so I did uh, something similar. I have and this is unrelated. Uh, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. There is an R-rated version and a regular version. Is that the cart? Are you talking about the cartoon or no, the, it was the a, Ben Affleck? The, the Ben Affleck. OK, one. yeah. So there's an R-rated version and a regular version. The Blu-rays were not marked well. So I Mm -hmm. put one in and I watched the whole thing thinking I was watching the uncut version. And I'm like watching it because I hadn't seen it for the first time since theaters. I was like, this is a lot better than I remember. This is great. They really added a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I'd watched the theatrical cut again. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, this is so much better than I remember. This is, they, they really fleshed out this character. Yeah. It's like if they hand somebody handed you a glass of wine and told you it was fancy, and you're like, "This is fancy." Right? Like, <laughs> this is is this cranberry juice? No, it's definitely yeah, wine. It's def- yeah, it's from an ocean spray bottle. But uh, <laughs> that's uh, funny. That, yeah, that but you Pulp Fiction yourself into watching Gone with the Wind. Yeah, uh, but the, you know, there's nothing you can't say about get, like just overall. Uh, Goodfellas is just one of the best movies. Again, it's it's a one so that comes on TV and you're like, I don't know where it is in the movie, but I'm going to watch it. It's um, always Lorraine Baraka where uh, uh, pouring cocaine into a toilet. That's always the scene that you see. Why first. did you do that, Karen? <laughs> oh, God. Um, then we can jump to the, I think the only other uh, mafia entry on our list, but the Godfather the wedding scene and it's so iconic of you know you got a favor on your daughter's wedding day um but yeah just it that's i like god the godfather but it's not my favorite but what do you how do you feel about it the guy godfather it's that wedding scene is so long that you have to be like is it the whole is is it the whole him asking it because is it like the whole thing but you have the actor who's like i need somebody's like be a man and like he's screaming Mm -hmm. at the actor for not stepping up you have the guy who's like my daughter she was beaten he's like you don't come to me like a friend you come to me i'm a day there's no justice you come have coffee with me or what i don't remember coffee you kind of you you pay me no respect you don't call me godfather Mm -hmm. and he's just like and then the guy's like yes godfather he's like then justice will be had this is my wedding and it's such a it, it lets you know everything you need to know about all those characters in that in that mo- mm-hmm. movie where he is a just man he is he he will do favors he's going to honor them but like he says there may be a day and then day may never come when i when i ask you to do this favor and on that day you will and you're like well fuck this guy's fuck now so yeah he's tied in and uh, you know that never like I've watched enough mafia stuff to know that when you get tied into the mafia, it never what ends well for you, you know? It's ne- like, yeah. It's never like, yeah, I got my friend over here, Joey tight lips. And yeah. it's, it's like, he's, we just hang out. We never do anything. Um, yeah. Just, uh, I think about the Sopranos and how the T 1000 Rob Robert Patrick's character, Davey Scatino, they busted Davies, him out. They're like, this is kind of what I do. He lost everything. And now uh, playing the cards. 
So yeah. you don't want to be a friend with the if you're friends with the mafia guy, just be friends. Don't borrow anything. Just be like, just how you be doing, his sir? florist. Don't, <laughs> you know, like you want to be the florist at the wedding. You don't want to be asking for favors at the wedding. Yeah. And th- there is that one scene when the guy's like asking uh, the favor and he's so nervous. And from what I've heard from the documentaries or whatever, like he really was just fucking his lines up and they're like, just film him messing up the lines. <laughs> <laughs> And that man saying that was Stanley Kubrick. Just That's fucking true. really yell at him yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just bust him over the head. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, again, Godfather's really good. Uh, <laughs> really? Uh, I'd yeah. give it and, like a seven out of ten. No. <laughs> and, like we, and like we talked last time, the Godfather's opening scene is so iconic because it's been parodied to death. Where it's like, I'm going to make an offer. I can't refuse. Mm-hmm. And just all these. And you've got shitty people like me doing accents about yeah. it because it's just so well known. And like culturally say, appropriating. Uh, I am culturally appropriating the Italians. Gabagool. Gabagool. Uh, <laughs> the Gabagool. Um, so that's how you know it's truly an iconic opening that it, it just feels like its own movie. And it's just mm-hmm. so it, it, it's such a good. So good. Love it. And it's not our last ma- mafia movie because we also have on this list Reservoir Dogs. Oh which yeah, is, which is kind of a, that's a mafia the mafia. Movie. It's the mafia. You get to hear Quentin Tarantino talk about virgins and stuff. Yeah, the big black dicks. <laughs> it's about it hurts. It's the first time it hurts her. <laughs> I remember watching that movie for the first time with a group of friends, and we were all like 15, 16. Mm-hmm. and we were watching it with. Um, our, our, our parents were friends. So like our moms were there and we're like watching him talk about like hymens and like, fucking. oh no, just dick, 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 dick. And I was like, oh no, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) my mom shouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah. Reservoir dogs. That's not one you want, uh, parents to be around, you know, but Uh, it really being Quentin Tarantino's first movie out, like it showed that he's great at writing dialogue long conversations about nothing that people mm-hmm. would just talk about even the whole tipping thing what do you i do that all the time what do you mean you don't tip tip the lady i don't like tip lawrence tierney is just <laughs> i i heard he got in a fight and like got kicked off the set of reservoir dogs just being an asshole <laughs> and eventually they patched it up but uh yeah just and i think doesn't the camera spin around the table it's just that constantly scene spinning and, yeah it's just constantly spinning and then you get the iconic slow walk with the suits and that's but that's mm-hmm. been parodied forever, you know. Yeah. You get all the introductions of the characters. Yeah, when I th- I think it's one of Quentin Tarantino's best openings. I know that uh we talked about Inglorious Bastards and Pulp mm-hmm. Fiction. So the man knows how to make an opening. Yeah. Uh, so he he definitely has mastered that craft, but yeah, for being his first di- his di- directorial debut and to have it cuz if you're just going I thought Reservoir Dogs was going to be much more action-packed uh, by just seeing the cover and mm-hmm. maybe you know, that. But you're like, this is just, they're having some long-ass conversations in this movie. Yeah, but that could be a play. I have seen it as a play. Oh, really? Um, there was a company, a theater company here in Evansville, Indiana, uh, that back in, I think, like 2008, 2009, actually did adapt it as a stage play okay and they did everything they could it was just basically word for word uh reservoir dogs super good really enjoyed it and i also the thing that i like about reservoir dogs is the the thing that the whole movie is based around is a robbery is not really shown (laughs) you get the aftermath of it i have known people uh I, i had a friend who was convinced that he saw a copy with the robbery intact, like one of those <laughs> Man- Mandela effect things. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, I rented it from this video store across there. And you see like Mr. Pink shooting people. You see him mm-hmm. robbing the bank. You see him go into the bank. I was like, <laughs> for years, I looked for this footage. Yeah. Uh, it does not exist because they did not shoot it, but he was convinced that like, <laughs> I saw the version with the robbery. I was like, did you watch an actual yeah. robbery? I mean, you merged it. I put the DVD in the slot and I walked <laughs> to the car and I turned around. The video store was gone. Like, <laughs> I put the wrong disc of Gone with the Wind in and I saw the robbery. <laughs> I did see that in the middle of Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Is that where they put it? Is that where they hit it? Quite frankly, I need the fucking diamonds. Where are the stones at? <laughs> um, um, yeah, I do like red. I think. 
isn't Reservoir Dogs your favorite Tarantino movie? No, it's uh, Jackie Brown. Okay, that's right. Yeah, which I uh, rewatched twice in the past week. So have you really? That's how much time I have on my hand. It was <laughs> I was on the road for a, a part of it, and then I just kind of put it on as background stuff. But yeah, okay. unabashedly, that's my favorite Tarantino nice. movie. Good for you. Uh, let's go from one mafia uh, movie to another X-Men 2, X-Men United. <laughs> this is this was like for a long time one of the crown jewels of comic book movies. I don't like the movie that much. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a huge fan of this movie as a whole. I think it's kind of boring. And like, have you seen X-Men 2? Yeah, it's the one with Phoenix, right? Or is that the third one? That's the third one. Okay, X-Men 2. I have seen it. But now yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I've I drawn a blank. Kind of, it's got William Stryker in it. It's got the dad from Succession. Oh, as yeah, like they're the at main the dam. I remember that. Yeah, they're, they're the dam. And he's got like his son who has like powers like, Jason, Jason. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> it's very, I find it very boring. But the opening scene with Nightcrawler going through, again, trying to make sure I watch the right opening scene. Yeah, yeah. But, if, <laughs> but it's Nightcrawler <laughs> in the White House, which Alan Cummings, uh, is, is it Alan? Yeah, it's Alan Cummings as I, I, I get him and Adrian Brody confused. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alan Cummings as Nine Nightcrawler, weird casting, honestly, but it wasn't bad. Um, no. But for 2003, having those effects and mm-hmm. like it's got good effects, it's got good action. It shows like, oh, a mutant could just fuck up the president get in the White to. House. I also just- like seeing the interior of something that we all a building we all know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that the White House actually looks like that. I'm sure I could watch a documentary and it would tell me, but I'd rather believe it's the X2 version. I've watched enough Veep to know that's what the White House looks like. I did watch House of Cards, so <laughs> clearly, and I, and I finished it post uh, Kevin Spacey <laughs> shit. I was like, I'm going to stick with this show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, watching Nightcrawler just just teleport everywhere and just beat mm-hmm. people up and like goes to stab the president but gets shot at the last moment you're like oh a mutant almost killed the president yeah and it was that easy it took what two and a half minutes so (laughs) two and a half minutes real time yeah of just people just getting that they they couldn't do it and i think that really showed how dangerous mutants can be if they're not uh all registered and put on the register if they're not all kept in check or something gotta shut these mutants down Man, who would who would have thought all this social commentary would still be relevant today? Uh, I know it's like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. Something like I don't know, yeah, uh, <laughs> something like that. But it was really it, it's a good opening, and I I haven't watched that movie in many many years because, like I said, it's not my favorite to put on. Yeah, but I it, it's a great opening. I I think it's I think it's really good. Yeah, it's, again, if you could jump into an opening and it's action and like uh, you're kind of in the you're in the middle of the movie at the beginning mm-hmm. I, I like that you know yeah um super troopers here's one that i pulled up the the intro and i was like man this is really shitty quality for this intro and then it turned out i was watching a fan made re recut <laughs> what? Like, what? like some fans it's from a long time ago but it has like 12 or it has like a million views or whatever like 12 years ago but some fans remade the intro to super trooper so that's what i started to watch <laughs> and i was like man I, this is really bad quality and the camera's shaky <laughs> and then the, the, i love this topic it <laughs> should be so easy openings of movies you just start a movie yeah. at the beginning but we're lazy and we don't have time to track down dvds yeah. or other copies i was like we'll just google this and whatever google gives us we will take as the god's honest truth and then the one cop gets out of the car it's it's the indian guy i think he's indian and he's got a like it's you you can't mistake this guy and then the guy gets out of the car i'm like that's not the cop from the movie. <laughs> and then I looked, I'm like, oh, they're like, yeah, we recut the the super trooper beginning. So I was like, okay, I got it. But I was like, I believed that it was the beginning, despite the quality of it. So yeah. But I did rewatch the 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 full beginning. And that was a that was a staple back in like grade school and high school with super troopers. Just a lot of funny lines. And it, you know, you just will say littering and littering and you know. Um <laughs> Yeah, it made me laugh. So that's what I can. I I can't ask for much with a comedy. If you made pull me laugh, pull over. Pull over. We can't pull over anymore. Like we're already pulled over. 
I do like when they speed off and the guy's like, shit, I was about to bust my uh, pull out my nine and bust a cop in that pig's ass. <laughs> and then the car speeds back and he's like, oh, God. Uh, but like, yeah, that's I, Super Troopers. I don't know if you had any other thoughts on that. I like Super Troopers. I think it's I, I think those are some underrated gems in, in mm-hmm. the comedy world. And I think if people are finally coming around to them and being like, those were super underrated. They, they were really funny. Yeah, the Broken Lizard crew. Yeah, I like the second one a lot, too. I didn't see that one, but I will say leader of cola all the time. So <laughs> uh, ghost ship, which is uh, we talked probably a lot of horror last time since you and I are big horror guys. But I saw this on on the, the Twitter people uh, tweeting in ghost ship. And uh, I had seen this movie, rewatched it. Can't disagree. Uh, I, I know ghost ship for two things. Mm-hmm. One, the opening scene we're about to talk about. And two, their liberal use of the band Mudvayne. And like, <laughs> Mudvayne is all over that movie, uh, which I like Mudvayne. So I yeah. like the opening scene. I like Mudvayne. It's just weird. It's a weird time capsule of like, they put a lot of Mudvayne in this. Which isn't Mudvayne. Isn't that like the slang for like a poop shoot? Is it? I think <laughs> I, so. I, I've never known that. Uh, well, I'm looking up on Urban Dictionary. It says one of the worst bands today. The only good album was blah blah blah. I think Mudvayne, like that, that's slang for like a the poop. The I don't know what you would call a that. Butthole? Are you the butthole? The butthole. Either way, <laughs> there are a couple of songs I do like of Mudvayne, but it takes me back to like uh, the station is like would be like the bear or the jackal. Like <laughs> th- that's who plays those. 103 GBF, the River City Rocker. I work for that station. So okay. Like, well, right nobody plays Mud- more rock than that station. Right now, here's Mudvayne with Happy. <laughs> Rocking yeah. your work day. So, Ghost Ship. It's not known for much else. Like, the movie's not super good, but the opening yeah. scene is... The opening scene belongs in a much better movie. Yeah. Well, and to fill but, people in, it's like an old, like 1940s, uh, like party. People are dancing on the deck, having a good time, band they're, playing. They're on a boat, hence ghost on a, ship. On a boat. And then uh, something happens where like one of the wires on the, like an anchor wire or something gets really tight and just cuts the whole crew and everybody on the deck in half. And then... Anytime you get, you get that somebody cut in half, you get that slow motion of watching their body slide off the rest of their body. And it is, and it's made all the more horrific because there is a small, uh, a small girl mm-hmm. who's like dancing with like her grandpa and she's short enough that she does not get sliced by the, this wire. And just the way they shot it, where you, you see the wire getting tighter and, tighter and then it just snaps and it just gut and you see it just, fly across the crowd and then it stops and there's like blood dripping off of it. So, you mm-hmm. know, Oh no, this went through meat. This went through a lot of people. Yeah. And then just that, and then it, it lets it breathe for a second. The girl, everybody just stops talking, but the music stops and the girl is the mud vein stops. Mud veins at this night. No, 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 dude. Mud veins stop playing. <laughs> Mud vein. They stop playing in their makeup, and suddenly the girl looks up and like her grandpa. It just like slides in half. His head falls off. It's just, it's incredible. It, yeah. it, it's a really good. And this was uh, early two thousand, so there wasn't a lot of wire cut uh, death stuff at that point. Because I think it did two thousand two. By the way, two thousand two. Did this come out before? What movie are you thinking? I'll Google it. I'm thinking of Final Destination 2. Did this predate Final Destination? Yeah. 2003, this- yeah. So there's a there's a wire death in Final Destination 2 as well. Where Is that the fence gets- one? The, the fence one. Yeah, so, that's a good one. So props to Ghost Ship for doing the wire cut stuff before Final Destination, which I would more associate it with. Because I've, yeah. I've, I've seen that movie more. And, you know, if you're thinking about watching this movie and you're pressed for time, just watch the intro. You, you've seen the best part. Yeah, um, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but all those people that get cut in half, they become ghosts on the ship. Yep. <laughs> Including Mudvayne, who are the for- most rocking ghosts. 
<laughs> it's uh, they're like nearly headless Nick in uh, the Harry Potter series. <laughs> Hello, so. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Ghost Ship. That's a good one, and one that is easily forgotten. I don't feel like it's talked about enough. Yeah, uh, one that I saw initially that everybody loved it, and I watched it, and I was like, I don't get the appeal, but I watched the opening scene uh, just before we went on air here. And I'm okay. like, I got to rewatch this movie was drive. I love drive. Have you ever seen drive the whole, have, have you seen the whole thing? I've seen the whole thing. And I think it was, I, uh, I was a victim of this movie's great. And you hear that over and over again. And I watched it and it just didn't live up to my expectations of what I like. It's it's, I love the, the, the opening scene. I need to rewatch this. Yeah. I, I love the movie. It, it is weird. It's a weird movie. And it really got Ryan Gosling away from just being the guy from the notebook. It kind of legitimized him as like being a, a really good actor. Mm-hmm. But it's a weird movie overall. You got Joan from Mad Men in it for a little bit, being like a robber and just mm-hmm. a weird friendship with a neighbor lady. But that opening scene of him picking up the people who do the robbery and just how how committed he is and how strict he is with his rules mm-hmm. and just the creative way, how he switches cars, like walks out with the hat on it's synchronized it's, with the Lakers game. Like it, mm-hmm. it's plants the seed. And then the fourth quarter lets out and he pulls into the garage. Yeah. I, Cause I, I forgot where this was going and I was like, Oh, the traffic. It's great. Yeah. Uh, if that game goes to overtime, he's screwed. That's true. <laughs> Things have to work out, you know. You've you got to make sure the Lakers have a pretty good handle on things. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want any surprises. But, yeah, just how strict he is and how he's got the time and he's, like, no more, no less. And mm-hmm. he's he's a professional. He's a driver. And then the, just it, it was tense from the jump, much like um, Inglorious Bastards. And then the soundtrack was good. So I need to revisit that- this movie. The movie has a really good soundtrack. Like I said, it, it feels unbalanced and weird at times. I love it. I think it's definitely, mm-hmm. it, it's definitely what I like to call an art film. It's very <laughs> artsy, very, very hipster, but I, I enjoy what it is. And I think Ryan Gosling does a really great job in it. So it's not nice. Yeah. I think it could have used more mud vein, but I'll let it slide. <laughs> Just imagine if they had dig playing during that, <laughs> that, during that entire. <laughs> would have been so good. Couldn't hear the Lakers game at all. <laughs> what if that was one of his rules? He's like, you get in my car. Okay. Three men. I'm the driver. I listen to mud vein the entire time. <laughs> and he plays it on a cassette. It's got to be a cassette for some reason. Do you He's... not like mud vein? Then I don't do the job. You will be on time. You will be in the course of dig if you're not here by the course of dig i will leave uh we've got drive and then here's one i didn't tell you about it just i watched an intro and it popped up on the next thing on youtube we go from drive to baby driver have you seen that yes baby driver is the opposite of a hipster movie that i i thought i thought baby driver was fine but it tries so hard to be hipster mm-hmm. and i'm like too much this is too much for me okay but he does have that's when he is doing all the fancy driving at the beginning, correct? Yeah, and it's that's all synced to music, like the whole movie is. But uh, and it, again, it's not my favorite movie. But I was like, yeah, I like I like any. I'm a sucker for car chase stuff, even though like I don't put those movies on. But when they're on, I'm like, oh, I like this. My I can get very skewed opinions about movies. This is one of my <laughs> this is one of my faults, like inherently as a person. Mm-hmm. If, if somebody I just dislike <laughs> like just somebody i don't like will rant about a movie i'll be like well i didn't like it that much yeah you, <laughs> so, you're like, you you hate them so much that you can't even like the things that they like like it was good but i i saw somebody who i think is just kind of pretentious on on facebook when it came out like that was one of the most greatest masterpiece i've ever seen put mm-hmm. to film ever like his use of music just incredible and i was like it wasn't that fucking good yeah. so so yeah. that's how, so that's one of my my fault as a person it, it it's a fine film um it has a great opening i, I like car chase stuff while i like, yeah. like you do but just just a little too hipster for me to me it sounds like charlie manson could go on a rant about how great pizza was and you'd be like you know it's not that good you could I mean, be eating I, pizza and- what? <laughs> What if I said I like pizza more now? <laughs> Be like, <laughs> I think I really feel like pizza gets a bad. I feel like I respect pizza a lot more now. Now yeah. that Charlie's into it, yeah, he's, he's saying some good stuff. He's like, when the moon hits your eye, it's a big pizza pie. Like Charlie, what are you? 
your poetry is wonderful. When the moon hits your eye, that's a race war. <laughs> Helter Skelter. Yeah. Uh, here's one that I don't think you got to watch and you mentioned, but everybody said it and I watched it, but it's, it's The Way of the Gun. It's a quick two, two and a half minutes type thing, and it features heavily uh, Sarah Silverman. Somebody's sitting on a car, and the, the alarm goes off. So the guy hits the key fob and is like, get the fuck off the car. And then Sarah Silverman chimes in and just the loudest mouth woman in the parking lot. And he's like, you like to fuck babies? You want to fuck little boys, huh? She's that typical, yeah. like, my boyfriend's going to kick your ass. <laughs> and then they go to fight and the guy just punches Sarah Silverman straight in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and in the comments is like, that's the best thing that happened in this movie was Sarah Silverman get punched. And it's not like they didn't say her character. People in the comments were like, Sarah Silverman got punched. <laughs> so again, it seemed like a, a fine intro to me. I've never seen this movie. I probably won't, but it was the way of the gun. The weird, I think I have seen it or at okay. least tr tried to rent it at one point. Yeah. I just can't, it's, it's just been too long. So I, the opening doesn't sound familiar, but the, but the movie title does. Yeah. I do enjoy whether it's a man or a woman speaking for somebody else. And she's always like, my boyfriend's, he's not gay, but he's going to fuck you out of principle. Like just talking <laughs> all the shit when you're not the person backing it up. Oh, yeah. And the, the boyfriend had this line that I had to write down. He said, I'm going to whip you silly and fuck you stupid. You want to do the man dance? <laughs> like, it's such a, like, who says all those words? That's when, when you fighting? know you're secure in your sexuality, when you're willing to tell another man, I will fuck you stupid <laughs> in a fight. And a man dance. And a man dance. Um, let me look at this. Uh, Boogie Nights. Did you watch that one? I did. I did. Uh, I never seen this before, so. You've never seen Boogie Nights as a whole? No, I haven't. That's you. You you don't know the joy of Mark Wahlberg and his big dick. I have a huge hog. I know the story, but I just haven't seen it. <laughs> it's my big dick. I, I pull up my dick. I fuck with, with my dick. Um, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but that's the movie. Um, yeah, I think is it one take? Was was that scene all one take? Because it that's looked what, like one take. Yeah, in the comments on Twitter, people is like it's all one take. At the very end of the beginning scene when it cuts between Mark Wahlberg and um. Uh, Smokey from Smokey the Bandit, or he's the Bert, Bandit, Burt Reynolds. Burt. Then it cuts to uh, two different, but for like two minutes, it's like they had to orchestrate people in and out. And I can always appreciate that. You know, the scene in Goodfellas. Yeah. And any any guy that kind of knows anything about movies, if somebody's never seen Goodfellas, he always leans over on the couch and says, "This was one take." <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's every guy on a first date making a girl watch. Good fellas. Yeah. I don't know if you know about a lot about film, but uh, this is yeah. one take. It's the same take. guy that's like this the singer right here, he's actually the drummer. He's not the real singer. Like, <laughs> Unless that, you're talking about Phil Collins, then it's both. That's true. And then <laughs> the guy I'm talking about is me, by the way. So <laughs> this is I the drummer. <laughs> I'm I'm the worst. And like Stephanie, my my girlfriend will be like, oh, that that's the guy from that thing. And I'll be like, We're, I'm trying to watch this. But then I'm also <laughs> I'm like, hey, can, can you be quiet for a second? I'm trying to watch. This. And then I'm yeah. also like, we just saw this girl in the Don't Look <laughs> Up movie. That's where I know her from. Yeah. Did you know that they also were a rapper for a really long time? <laughs> that's Eve. Or I, don't, I don't know who you're talking about, but it was, uh, in fact, Eve. Uh, OK, How did you know, I didn't know she it's was like the only female member of the Rough Riders. <laughs> Right, drinking out of gas cans back in the day. <laughs> um, I and I am that guy too. Like, uh, if I want you to watch part of a movie and I'm just waiting for you to see this part, and I'll you're watching the movie and I'll be like, Hey, what watch this? Watch this. <laughs> We're sitting in front of a screen, there's no other thing to watch, I'll but I need you. you to know to watch this. I need you to know that I know you should watch this part again. Total hypocrite. Um, I'll be on my phone all during anything. And mm -hmm. I'm, and then Stephanie will be on her phone. I'll be like, uh, are you going to watch this really clever part? And then she doesn't. <laughs> and then she doesn't react. Cause we're watching, like I was talking to you off mic. we're watching the office together. I've seen the office yeah. like four times. She's she mm -hmm. never seen it. I was like, this is a really good part. And then she's like, okay. And she doesn't laugh as hard. Like, well, what the fuck are we even doing? <laughs> what yeah. are we doing this for? Makes me question our whole relationship. <laughs> Uh, but boogie nights, just the a, chili. He spilled the chili, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, you got to undercook the onions. That's the <laughs> secret. 
Um, but yeah, Boogie Nights. I I I probably will watch this. I it's super good. Yeah, it's it's really good, and you get to see uh Mark Wahlberg wearing a fake hog, and it is impressive. You shouldn't have told me it was fake because now it's <laughs> completely ruined it. <laughs> You're like, I thought that was his hog the whole that time. That was real. I, I actually, I did watch that scene a couple times thinking that was the opening. So <laughs> what a, what a hot opening to a movie. <laughs> it's just like, yo, look at my dick. Whatever. Yeah. I'm Mark look Wahlberg. At look at uh, my dick. Raising Arizona. I've tried to watch this movie a couple times and it's not that I can't get through it. It's just, I, I'm an idiot and I put movies on when I've been up for 13 or you know, 13 hours, that's not long. Like, so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when I've been up for a whole 13 hours, <laughs> when I've been up a normal human amount of time, like for me, 13 hours, that's a long time when I've been up for like 18 hours and I, sh- I should be sleeping. So I'm like, let me start this thing I've never seen before. And then, I've, then I just fall asleep, but I did. I want to watch this. Cause I just heard great things about the movie. And I, th- I think it's Cohen brothers. You probably know that. I don't yeah. know. Uh, I just like the opening and it, it told a story in the opening that mm-hmm. I can appreciate. Yeah. And I've, I've been, it's been years and years and years. I was very young when I watched Raising Arizona for the first time. Um, but yeah, it's a fun story about how he meets his future wife mm-hmm. and all that. He, he's in prison. He's got the iconic mug shot that many people still think Nicholas Cage uh, should <laughs> real go back one. to. Yeah. But the thing is, it wouldn't surprise me if that was his mugshot, though, you know? like Yeah, like if Nicolas Cage was arrested today, I'd be like, oh, was he at a Raising Arizona convention? <laughs> yeah. Uh, was this what he's wearing? I did write down one line. He said, her insides were a rocky place where my seed could find no purchase. <laughs> it's, this is like an example of those weird, like, redneck people, but they also speak in a way where I'm like, that's like Mark Twain-ish, like in the like in the olden days where it's like kind of like I'm impressed that you're that articulate, but you still sound dumb. And I know that's not the way to be, but I just can't unprogram my brain where you can't tell if it's like, is this the dumbest shit I've ever heard? Or is this the most profound thing I will ever think about in my entire life? He's the guy that's like, that's the man. What hit him with the car? Like, like, (laughs) but then you'll say something. I'm like, Oh, that's really smart. But then you just said uh, turlet, you know, (laughs) Um, uh, we've gone through a lot of these, so I don't know what are the ones we got to cover. I know you mentioned two, so let's talk about you. Okay. Two. So going, uh, Nicholas Cage, I, I, I love him. Uh, it's established mm-hmm. last episode. I talked about face off, how the movie mm-hmm. opens up with him shooting a child, how every movie <laughs> should open any, I don't care what it is. Kids movies, romantic comedies. It's just start with Nicholas Cage shooting a child. Yep. Doesn't have to be related, just a hot open for any movie. And then this one, he's trying to get a child. That's the complete yes. opposite. <laughs> so the movie, Con Air, which Con Air came out within a year of Face Off. Just a mm-hmm. big, big time in Nicolas Cage's life for over-the-top performances. So the, the opening to Con Air is he is um, a ranger coming back from war. He's, he's been stationed elsewhere. He's coming back. He's, he's seeing his baby. His wife is pregnant. They're going to... They're going to have a good life. He's at a bar hanging out. And then he's like kissing his wife's stomach. Oh, I love my baby. My baby's mm-hmm. so good. And then some dudes at the bar are just like, fuck the army. <laughs> like, <they're> like, <laughs> you know how you just disrespect the military. Yeah. yeah and they're like, you're the re- pussies like you's reason we lost Vietnam. And he's like, please don't do that. And like, <laughs> he's trying to be all, <laughs> he has a very weird accent in this movie. <laughs> He's like, I don't need you to put the bonnet back in the box. Uh, so he talks like that and he tries to de-escalate the situation, uh, but they follow him outside these ruffians and they fight him and he ends up killing them in self-defense because they're tr- they have a knife. They're trying to kill him. Uh, anyway, he goes to prison because uh, he was in the military. He was a his body was a weapon. It's all bullshit. Okay, it's, clear, yeah. it's clear self-defense, but just the idea of him trying to just go to a bar and then being like, you know, fuck the arm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what? This it's- was a, this is Alabama <laughs> at a bar in Alabama. They should be buying him drinks. Yeah. Let, let me suck your dick real quick. That's how much like, where do you think you are? Chicago. Like, <laughs> this is- it 
it also sounds like to me, which I, I've not seen this movie, so you're explaining to me, but it's also, he seems like a guy that's like, I promise not to use my skills anymore. Not since <laughs> the accident. <laughs> so yeah, Con Air is just a incredible movie. It's so good. John Cusack refuses to acknowledge he did the movie. He hates talking about it because <laughs> it's so over the top and so good. Like John Cusack's like, I don't know if I did Con Air. You were in it, bro. You're okay, in it. Yeah. Uh, so just the idea that he's going to jail because he defended his woman is always a good time. You got to defend your woman, man. And, yeah. you know, even if she's like, you like to fuck kids, you like to fuck little boys, <laughs> put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> and then finally, one that my friend uh, Dan actually pointed out, because I was talking about being on this podcast. He's like, oh, well, you should talk about Blade, the, mm-hmm. the original Blade with Wesley Snipes, which that movie really saved Marvel from bankruptcy. Then being able to sell the rights to Blade for a studio to make. Uh, to, to New Line Cinema, and then being able to get the money from that movie really saved the studio. And we, without Blade, we really wouldn't have like the Marvel universe that we know today. Mm-hmm. That's so, and, and I'm not a big superhero guy, but everything I've heard, that's what I heard is like Blade was the first one because it's not. Yeah. I don't think of comic book movies when I think about Blade. Yeah, you know? he's a, he was a very obscure comic book character, but because he was so obscure and he has such a marketable concept, he's a half vampire. Who can mm-hmm. who hunts vampires? Like who doesn't love vampire hunting stuff? Yeah. And so that you've seen Blade, obviously. Yeah. That and opening it, scene where you're just following the two, uh, like, like the girl, girlfriend and boyfriend. You're you're following them to like a weird meat factory. Yeah. All like, the all raids take place at meat factories. Have you ever <laughs> noticed that? Like. Yeah. There's always like you always gotta you always have to slide like a a leg of a cow to get to like the rave (laughs) you're like if you're at a rave and you didn't go through a bunch of beef like you're not at the right rave if you look in the in the background of rocky you could see a rave going on (laughs) and he was so disciplined (laughs) that he stuck there and hit that meat rather than went and like, i don't want any ecstasy i just got poison me. i don't want any, don't want any. <laughs> they're like come they're on like Rocky, man you've had that. enough and he's like i just talk like this <laughs> <laughs> sometimes killing is easy breathing uh, so, <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna go back and watch rocky now and be like there was a rave there he wasn't <laughs> so, uh, but yeah who, who wouldn't love a vampire rave that turns into a slaughter it's so it, the movie came out, I believe, 97, and it was it's such a time capsule. It's, it's what everybody thought vampires would look like. It's nothing but leather mm-hmm. and leather. It's like leather and wife beaters. That is the <laughs> outfit for a vampire. So the, the girl takes the guy to the uh rave everybody's dancing. There's a DJ. Suddenly blood starts coming out from the sprinklers. How they rigged that up. I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, they're freaking out. Blade shows up, kills all the vampires in a super cool fight scene. And it really it really sets the, the, the tone for what a badass Wesley Snipes is in this series. Yeah. And in, in the middle of the dance scene is the dad from Grounded for Life <laughs> uh, getting a Hummer. And yeah. I only say Hummer because that character would call it a Hummer. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Logue is, uh, do you watch What We Do in the Shadows? No, uh, I have Yeah. Uh, he makes a cameo in one of those episodes. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's a great vampire series. It's very, very funny. But yeah, Donald Logue realizes like he's known for the guy from, <laughs> the guy from Blade. <laughs> okay. Uh, so okay. he kind of leans into it. But yeah, it's just it's such a cool scene and the graphics look a little dated, but, but not as dated as you think they would. Yeah. Well, it's also, you just have to understand that movie was like 20 years or whatever. Like sometimes be like, that's outdated. Well, that's how things age is they become outdated, (laughs) you know, like drive had a big square tube TV. And I'm like, that's just how it is, you know, with a flip phone. So, but yeah, I really like, uh, blade and just like where are these vampire raves happening at i would meat, like to meat packing plants <laughs> clearly <laughs> uh, yeah, philadelphia so... <laughs> hey rock where's the where's the rave at hey i don't know uh i just deposited for vampire blood they won't let me fight no more 
Uh, we we did we forgot to mention this one, and we mentioned musicals, so we have to talk about it. But the sound of music. Oh God, we 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 talked about that was the first five minutes. Then we wait. <laughs> have you been waiting to hear what musical? Yeah, this it is was Blade. <laughs> Actually, it was Ghost Ship with all of our mud. That's true. Everything. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, no, so the Sound of Music. I have not seen it. I hear it's a classic. I've also heard it's boring. Uh, so when I googled Sound of Music opening, as we do, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like the Hills Are Alive song, mm-hmm. or it's called it's called the Sound of Music. It's not called, but everybody commonly knows it as the Hills Are Alive song. The Hills so like, Have Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, <laughs> They should do a so, mashup of that would be a good mashup is the Julie Andrews and the Hills Have Eyes people. I'm sure they've done it. Probably. I, that's the opening I actually watched. Was it a, just... a nuclear inbred family <laughs> they're trying to get Julie Andrews. And they're also Nazis, by the way. So don't forget that. But they're also <laughs> big fan of her singing. Uh, so they have taste. Yeah. I didn't. Is that how the movie opens? I guess. With that I get because I, I had to make sure. I So I went to Disney Plus. And because, again, I've I think I put this movie on when I would substitute teach for a music class <laughs> and I was doing other stuff, um, not paying attention to this movie. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's that's such an iconic opening that I knew it from other things. Yeah. But again, it, this is not for me. Yeah, I, I'm a, I love musicals, but I don't think I'm going to ever be like, you know what? I'm going to watch Sound of Music today. Also a three-hour musical, I think it is. So that's a, man, that's three hours. A, is them, a long a time for something I like. Like you, you can watch Hamilton in three hours, under three hours, and that's a much better musical. And I've never seen that either. You should watch Hamilton. It's very good. Okay. If there's one thing we've learned from this podcast, watch Hamilton. <laughs> it's got a good opening. <laughs> I bet it does. <laughs> <laughs> kind of basically what happens is um they go to a meatpacking factory and he's like, Aren't you the aren't you the president? Like, I was never president. And <laughs> but um yeah, so that is uh the sound of music. Yeah. Well, I, I that, that's good. We we've we've covered a lot, Gavin. And I'm <laughs> and I'm sure I will see others and be like, we should do a round three. Yeah, but- absolutely. Yeah, but I, I think two rounds for now is it's perfect. Perfect. Two rounds. You know what? Everybody loves, a, everybody likes the best two out of three to end it two. <laughs> <laughs> the best trilogies end it two. That's true. This is a trilogy, um, which I don't know what that means. But uh, Gavin <laughs> loves horror on YouTube. Uh, yes. I, I watch your videos. I enjoy them. So if you well, enjoy you stuff, so more of the horror persuasion, check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a funny stand-up comic. I Thank love you having so much. you on shows. Um, but anything else you want to plug, Gavin? Uh, nope, just doing stand-up March 12th here in Newburgh, Indiana, Jennings Station's Public House. Keith McGill, myself, Danny Browning. It's a very funny show. Uh, it's going to be very, very funny. Uh, follow me on Facebook at Gavin Eddings. Got a fan page with a link to get tickets for that show. Um, two shows we're doing. They added a second show. So that's, that's how always, popular it was. That's how popular it is. So uh should be good. It's an intimate space. Get to hear me do my little skits. And then uh Gavin Loves Horror on YouTube. I try to put a video up at least once every week, every two weeks, sometimes depending on how busy I am mm-hmm. with performing and doing other stuff. But uh I, I put up content there regularly as well. Uh so yeah, Gavin Loves Horror on YouTube, also Gavin Horror on Instagram and YouTube, our Instagram and Twitter. Excellent. Gavin, always loving having you on, and I know the listeners do. So let Gavin know that you enjoy yeah being on the show. Let me know. Uh if you ever see if you go check out my YouTube and you see a video you like, let me know who sent you. Be like, I heard him on, I heard you on Brent's podcast. And, and, and I came here. So uh, I always like hearing that, that feedback. And it, it makes Brent happy to know that his exposure is helping me out. So it's true. It's, it was either Brent that sent you or large Marge. So <laughs> large uh, Marge sent me. <laughs> if large Marge sends you, that's, that's, uh, that, that, that's pretty impressive, actually. As I think about it, the time of this recording is the anniversary of her death. So. Well, cool. What a what a fun note to end on. That's not true. I just made that up. But, uh, <laughs> Gavin, thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.